Hello and welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. My name is Matt and co-hosting with me today is my wife, YouTuber and now podcaster, Chloe Jade. Hello. Hello. And also joining us today on Zoom is singer and songwriter and founder of Noise Ministries is Maze. Hello, Hello. Maze. It's nice to be back on the podcast finally after all this time. It is. It has been quite a while, isn't it? Um, so coming up, uh, you can find out what we have been up to during lockdown and how you can win your very own The Good Grief Podcast t-shirt. So stay tuned and find out how you can enter the competition to win that. And you're listening to The Good Grief Podcast. This is The Good Grief Podcast, bringing you all things good. So what a year it's been, isn't it? um, Our last episode went out um, just before Christmas. I think we put it out uh, Christmas Eve. So that was our Christmas episode. I think that's got the most listens right now. I didn't think that it'd be so long until we put out another episode. And it's a lot of stuff has happened since then. So one of the main things that's happened for me personally is that I started a new job back in uh, January. And that's been going really, really well. Up until about, I think, March is when we heard all about the coronavirus. And we've all been impacted about, uh, by the coronavirus. Uh, we've all been furloughed in one way or another. And yeah, it's been quite an interesting experience. So Maze, what happened with you then when you first heard about uh, the coronavirus? How did things change for you? Uh, How did things change? Well, I mean, I work doing like music stuff. So obviously I haven't been able to do any live gigs for the last six months, which is gutting because that's like my favorite thing to do. So I think for me as as a creative... I think for us, we've been impacted a little bit less because as creatives, we can continue to create, obviously, because, you know, it's just what we do. Um, So I've been doing more stuff online, which has been different. But it's something I wanted to do anyway. And um, so back in the, I did a concert in February. So we do an annual concert and, you know, you guys are there. I said, I, I want to do more digital stuff this year, but like I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. But in in one way, it's, it's forced me to do that. So, and with church stuff as well, because obviously we're running the church at the minute, that's been the same for churches. It's been, been forced to do more stuff online and digitally, which I think is really good, mm. but it's just a shame that it's had to happen under these awful circumstances. So... Yeah, for me, I would say in one sense, I've been impacted a little bit less than a lot of people who obviously have just not been able to work at all. Yeah. But it's it's just looked differently for me. Um, so it's just mo- more online videos. And, and obviously, I'm able to still write songs and stuff, which is great. And I've been able to help lots of churches, especially around Wales and the Welsh language churches. They've used a lot of my songs and stuff over lockdown because they've been doing their own online services, obviously. Yeah. But it's been really good to see that. So... Um, in a lot of ways, I'm really pleased with what I've been able to do and the ministry's been able to do during this time. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to being able to go out and sing and do gigs, you know, to actual people now and actually do some live performances because uh, I love that. So I'll be look, I'll be a great day when I'm able to do those again for the first time. Yeah, it'd be amazing. You might know a bit more when I do about this. What are the regulations at the moment about singing in churches? So you're not allowed. 
so it's no congregational singing so you can't sing like everyone can't sing but i think you can have definitely one person or like a small group as long as they're socially distanced on stage yeah so in our church we had our first service yesterday and it was just me singing so we just had to tell everyone you know very sorry but you can't sing along um, mouth but it, it, was, it was something nice about it it was something nice about people just sitting and listening mm. um because i think with regards to worship so as you just sing these songs and you don't really think too much about what you're singing so people just being able to sit and reflect on the words that i'm singing and they're just listening is something quite nice about it and and you know could probably be quite powerful in some people's lives so again there might be some exciting and positive things coming out of our situation in church as well. So I try and look at the bright side if there is one, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think that there is some positives from this year, as bad as it's been. Yeah, I mean, like churches are now beginning to gather together again. So that's definitely a positive. And yeah, being forced to move things online, it's uh, quite an interesting one because a lot of churches were stuck in the past um and even most of us most churches haven't even got wi-fi connections or anything like that at the moment so being able to uh, go move online it's been fantastic and it's given our church as well in uh in Merthyr, uh we're thinking more about the future now we're thinking right we're doing all these online services we're reaching out to people we've never reached mm-hmm. out to before and we're hearing from people in the community which were, who would never come into yeah. church before so we're like when we get back into the church building we need to keep things online as well as being uh, in the church. So, yeah, it's it's been quite a positive uh, experience in in many ways, and it's a wake-up call for the church, really, to uh, move on with the times. Yeah, we've been been thinking exactly the same as you guys, in that obviously we're reaching people that we never usually would, and that's awesome. So it is that thing of, okay, how do we keep this going? So for us, for instance, yesterday, we we live streamed the sermon, which we've never done before, because uh, we didn't want to think, oh, we're back in the church, we don't have to do it. It's like, no, let's keep that outreach mm. going. So we just had, I had a phone just right in front of me, like it's, it's nothing professional or anything, <laughs> but for those people, either who are part of the church, but are a bit anxious about yeah. coming back, it's for them, but also the people who are comfortable watching from their house online, but yeah. not comfortable enough to step into a church yet. Um, but we did have one or two new faces as well in the church yesterday. So oh, that's good. Um, I think as far as outreach is concerned, the fact that so many churches are doing stuff online is reaching new people. I think we're seeing that. So I think it's a positive step. And I think we do need to think about the future as churches and as Christians. How can we do more of this and reach even more people using the platforms that, that we've got? All of the platforms, not just the church building, but online, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, YouTube. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing that come out to this is that people, everything shut down, didn't it? all the shops shut down, all the pubs, ev- everything shut down. And then people naturally assume churches shut down. So our first job as a church was to get straight online and tell people, look, we, we haven't shut down. We haven't gone anywhere. We're still here for you. We still, um, we still want to reach out to you. We still want to help you. So we managed to keep a food bank going throughout. We set up a prayer group on facebook so if anyone in the village wanted any prayer they could contact us on there and we'll have a team of people who are praying for them so yeah we really we i think in troy Deville, we've really you know shown people that if you've got any problems we're there for you and people are aware of that and we had people in 
you know, a lot of towns, I know some in uh, Trachlan as well, where uh, you are, there's Facebook groups for the community. Uh, and that's where everybody usually has a good moan about, you know, people leaving rubbish out on mission. Uh, but people in the, our local group are asking, is there a church service this Sunday? And these are people who don't come to church. I've never heard of before. I've never seen before. But they're asking, is there a church service online this week? So that's been really positive and encouraging uh, for us as a church. That's awesome. Yeah, love that. So another thing that's come out of uh, this pandemic is that uh, with my job, I work for The Message, uh, The Message uh, Wales, and I've been on furlough for about three or four months. And a lot of people in my office went back maybe about two or three weeks before I did to plan how uh, we can do mission, uh, but keeping up with social distancing rules and all the other things. Uh, so what they came up with was uh, do mission weeks with churches. So they contacted a lot of churches and about seven or eight of them, I think, uh, said yes. Uh, so we partner with them and we do like a, a week of outreach. On a Monday, what everybody does, we put together uh, packs, little bags, with goodie bags. And in these bags, you've got um, colouring, crayons, sweets, um, different flyers. And I can't remember what else is in there. But just a you know, little pack just to bless the community. And we go around every single house in that community and deliver these packs. We'll knock on the doors and we'll say, look, we're from the local church. Uh, we just want to bless you with this bag, a little gift for you from the church. And a lot of people, you know, a bit of confused looks at first, but then we were like, you know, it's, it's free. We're not asking for anything. We're not asking for any money. We just want to bless you during uh, these times. On a Wednesday, uh, this is where it gets interesting, um, we take out Santa. We've got a car, we've got a trailer with a sleigh on it, and then we put Santa on the back of it dressed up in a Hawaiian costume. Um, we drive around the streets playing Christmas songs through the speakers, Santa's dancing. Um, we're going around handing out uh, little sweets. Uh, obviously, we're wearing gloves and masks and, uh, you know, doing all this. It's done in, in in a safe way. So all the children come out, they can wave to Santa, just have a good time, just bring a, a smile to everybody's faces. When we're doing that, we're handing out little envelopes. And in that envelope is an invitation uh, to do an online course in the evening. It's called a four-point course where we talk about the gospel and we just give a gospel presentation online in the evening there's also an invitation in there for friday's activities so on friday we go out again with another trailer and this time uh, we're singing well, we're encouraging people to come out on the doorsteps and sing bread of heaven with us we do that about eight times in the same communities we drive around the communities park up sing bread of heaven once we finish singing um someone from a church or one of the team from message wales will get up on the trailer and share the good news, share the gospel. So yeah, we're just coming to the end of that now. We've got one more week to go. From what we've heard from other churches, it's been a really positive experience. Um, their views on Facebook has gone right up, or they like to go up. The people contacting the church, several people said they want to start coming to church. How do I join the church? So it's been quite an incredible experience. And, you know, God using this pandemic still to reach out to people has been fantastic. So that's what I've been up to with... Uh, message Wales. <laughs> so Chloe, what have you been doing during the uh, lockdown? Well, I've been in and out of work. So I work in a school. So at the start, I was on a rota basically to look after the children of key workers. But it wasn't every day. So on the other days, I was just working from home or I was just at home. But I actually started a new hobby of colouring. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but it actually really relaxed me. It was really, it was like a stress reliever, really. Mm. 
so I just spent like most of my evenings colouring. Um, have you taken up any hobbies since lockdown? Go on, Maze. You got anything? I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, well, one of my hobbies is uh, video games. So I've, uh, mm. I've, so I had a few, we've had a few games when we met. So uh, that that's one thing I like to do. I, and to be honest, like I know video games gets a bit of a bad rap sometimes. But when I was stuck in my house for 12 weeks on my own, yeah, like that social aspect of gaming was so important. Mm. Um, so I still had that like social things. I chat with my mates more. Stephen, it's obviously everyone's in the same boat. We're all stuck in our house. Um, yeah. So that really it was helpful. Uh, I don't know if I've looked at any new hobbies. So it's basically just that wasting my time with video games. But <laughs> like I say, it's been it's been quite fun. I don't know about you, Matt. If you've yeah. started, well, I'm a new. similar boat of you there. Um, Xbox quite a lot of evenings, uh, particularly uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, we've had a lot of fun on there, and yeah, it's good to keep in touch with people uh, through Xbox Live and well, you're on PlayStation, so it's a bit of. We've so had how, some. How does that work then? Can you play Xbox and PlayStation? Like, yeah, at the same time? it's it is cross um, it is cross platform now. So if I'm playing on the Xbox, I can play against people who are on PC and PlayStation. Right. The only difficulty is is if Maze is on PlayStation, I'm on Xbox. Is how do we communicate? Ah, oh, right. So they need to work on cross platform communication as well. Uh, so we've been using what's the app we've been using Discord. Well, we, we, we use Discord. Um, and that's quite nice, really gaining popularity at the minute. So mm. if you're looking to put some shares in something, Discord's probably good. <laughs> um, and but like because Call of Duty, you just go into game chat. So for the games that are cross platform, I think the best is yeah. just to jump in game chat because that links you all up then. But it's really cool, I think, that they are joining all these things yeah. together. So you're able to play with your friends who haven't got the same um, console as you. But I, I, I'm hoping to get a PC soon Ooh. for work stuff. <laughs> but it's like, well, if I can play games on it as well, then, you know, why not? That's a, that's a win win, isn't it? So maybe I'll switch to PC soon. We'll have to. We'll have to wait and see. But what I was thinking, Chloe, like what, the coloring thing, my mother really got into that. And yeah. she said the same thing. It's like funny how much it's just, it's quite therapeutic. It is. Yeah, it so, is. Um, I can imagine that is quite nice. Sometimes you just want to just switch off. Yeah. And like that kind of thing is really, really nice, I think. So, so you don't have to think. You just sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Just start coloring, and I can imagine that being quite relaxing. To be fair, so yeah, maybe I should just pick up coloring as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that could be my new hobby. Yeah, our fridge is full of Chloe's colorings. No, it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, what did I start? Yeah, I did um, quite a bit of gaming uh, in the evenings, uh, but in the daytime, we, well, me and Chloe spent quite a bit of money and time working on yeah. the garden. Our garden has completely transformed. It has. It's totally different from before if, if lockdown didn't happen we would have done nothing on our garden and it looks so much better now it really does so that's kind of like a positive out of lockdown really is that we have been able to work on the garden yeah it, it was just basically a concrete jungle with it it? Was. everything was just concrete there's weeds growing everywhere bushes going out of control all the time like i'll weed everything oh it looks nice now two weeks later they all spring back yeah. I'm like oh come on i gotta do something about this um, so yeah, we decided to get some uh, gardeners in. They took away uh, most of the concrete and laid a lawn for us. So we got a nice big lawn now. I took down the um, glass house. The glass house is gone. I built a pergola, so we got a nice chill out area in the garden. Uh, my latest project has been a pond. 
And so I built a pond. I got someone in to do a brickwork for me, so I didn't trust myself to do that. Uh, but yeah, I've just been putting the pond together. Gardening. We're, ho- we're hoping to put turtles in the pond as well as fish. Yes, it's going to so. be like a turtle pond. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people gardening, actually, because in, in those first 12 weeks, it was it was the weather was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. So mm. I think people wanted to be out. So I, I know my dad's really, I mean, he's been into gardening since the start of the year, really, even before that. So he was loving it. He was out there like all day, every day, potching in the garden. He's, he's growing stuff and that. Um, so I think that's been good. Like you say, I, I think a lot of gardens have been transformed yeah. over this yeah. over this year, more than they have been in a long time. But I remember I did a sermon at the start of lockdown, one of our online ones, and I was talking about time, how we've got all this time. And one of the things I said was like, this is a time to do those jobs that you yeah. never get around to doing. Yeah. And I'm just, I and then I'm wondering, I said, when we got back to church this Sunday, I said to people, how many of those did you actually manage to get mm. done? So it's quite interesting to see how we've used our time if we used it productively or mm. just wasted it. I think that's, I think it'd be different for all of us. I mean, and for me, it's been like up and down. Yeah. Some weeks have been a bit of a write off, and then other weeks I've been super productive. So I think you've got to have grace for yourself in that regard as well. Like you can't be like 100% productive all the time. So one of the things I said was they take this time to rest. So hopefully, like for you guys as well, and you've been able to take a bit of time just to rest and relax as well because that's as important as everything else yeah i think that one of the most positive things out of lockdown for me really is that i've we've been able to spend quality time together haven't we i think it's made our relationship stronger because we've both been home we've been with each other like 24 7 which has been lovely and i'm it it, it was hard when you went back to work and it's obviously going to be hard for me when i go back tomorrow now but it really has strengthened our relationship i think spending all this time together do do you agree yeah I'd, i'd certainly agree and i've also heard quite a few stories online where it's been quite the opposite of a lot of couples yes, yeah. um, where they've split up during lockdown and uh, they can't cope with spending so much time together so yeah i do feel really blessed that we've had yeah. that that sort of relationship we can uh, yeah it really it really tests i suppose it does, yeah. the relationships and i think it's obviously made or break broken a lot of relationships mm-hmm. like you say uh so i was thinking uh, that was one of the things that i said in that sort of so I had a seven-point sermon that was just way more than I usually do. Uh, but like one of them was family. And the other was, was spending time with God. Mm. Because just like you're saying how that tests relationship with each other, it also tests people's relationship with God. So it's like, okay, have you now got a relationship with God now that you're not being spoon-fed in church every Sunday mm. or not, not being able to have house groups? So is your relationship with God going to survive when it's just you and God on your own without being helped as much so i think that's been a test for a lot of christians Mm -hmm. as well which has been a good thing and again it'll show us okay are we in a good place or or am i just surviving off what people are giving me uh so i think that's a question we can all ask ourselves like is our relationship with god as strong now as he was at the start and if not maybe we need to learn to like build our relationship with god on our own Mm -hmm. a little bit more rather than just um being spoon-fed yeah, I, I kind of felt, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. That the line of work I do is in a Christian environment. A lot of stuff I do outside of uh, work is also church-related stuff. So having all that, you know, stripped away, I'm like, well, okay, I'm not having that sort of, you know, quality time with God, which I, I would usually have. Um, so I have found myself on YouTube uh, looking up sermons. We heard, you know, Ravi Zacharias, he sadly passed away earlier this year. I've got me listening to some of his stuff as well and, um, 
And um, we've got people like Francis Chan. These are the kind of people I, you know, I like listening to online to, you know, you read the Bible, you interpret it your own way, or you don't quite understand it. And this is why you need fellowship of other people, yeah. because you might misinterpret it. So you hear it from somebody else. Oh, I didn't think of it. That would actually make mm. more sense. It can be quite a dangerous thing as well, doing Christianity on your own, especially in lockdown. If you suddenly have been stripped away from church and, you, you know, it's good that you're seeking God. There's also good to hear uh, points from other people as well to just give you a different perspective, make sure you're on the right track. So like you say, there's so much stuff online. Hmm. I think part of doing Christianity on your own is looking for other views and is looking into a text rather than just sitting with the Bible and thinking, okay, what, is, what do I think of this? Because like you say, when we start to just interpret it on our own, we end up just taking what we want out of it. Hmm. And that's dangerous. So you do need that, like other people speaking into it, helping us understand. Um, and I think, yeah, ultimately, you, Christianity is something we, we do together. Like that's mm. how God intended it. It's not uh, something we need to do on our own. But at the same time, it is a personal faith and it is a personal relationship with God. So I think it's a balance of those two things is that we've seen how important, I'm sure you guys have missed church and that, fellowship and and i definitely did miss the church family yeah but at the same time i think it's good that people have had to i think oh have have i got a good relationship with god it just makes you think um and hopefully we've had time to read the bible a bit more for ourselves and pray a bit more pray for others try and think how we can minister to others during this time help others serve other people so I think from a faith perspective, it's been an interesting journey, definitely, over the last couple of months. Yeah, definitely. And I found podcasts to be quite helpful as well, uh, listening to podcasts. It's, it's another thing you can do. Like It's a bit like colouring. You can just shut off. Mm. You just relax. You just put some headphones in. You listen to podcasts. I've been listening to one lately. It's going through the Bible, going through the characters of the Bible in chronological order. And I, from the very beginning, I found this so fascinating. And I'd seen it in a different way from what I've read it. So you take the story of Adam and Eve, for example, who do we blame for the fall? Do we blame Adam or do we blame Eve? Most people would say Eve. Most people would say Eve, wouldn't they? What I didn't realize was when you actually read the Bible, God created Adam, then told Adam, do not eat anything from a tree of uh, uh, you know knowledge. Don't eat anything from a tree. Don't even touch it. Don't eat from it. Then he created Eve. So Eve wasn't even there when God told Adam not to eat from that tree. So it was Adam's responsibility to tell Eve not to eat from that tree. And I think he did tell Eve because she told the serpent, you know, we're not allowed to eat from it. So ultimately, what I didn't realize was it was actually Adam's responsibility to make sure Eve didn't eat from that tree. Yeah. And and like Adam was nearby. Yeah. So he could have. And and also, uh, I think what emphasizes that point is when God then comes down he asks the man, where is mm. he? Like he says to her, like, where are you? What have you done? Yeah. Rather than go to Eve. So yeah. And, and if you read in the new Testament, then it says like, just as sin entered the world through one man, mm. you know, salvation has come to the world through one man, Jesus Christ. So um, it is Adam that gets, you know, the, the blame really biblically. So it, it is interesting, but again, like you say, it's one of those things that, without hearing different perspectives, we wouldn't maybe think of. So podcast is so helpful. And like you say, it's one of the things that if I'm washing the dishes or Mm. whatever, it's one of those things you put on 
and it's using that time where maybe you wouldn't be doing anything else or you're doing like a menial task we can use that time to learn more about god rather than just like you, you could do it with just put some normal music on or whatever but why don't we use it to listen to a sermon or to yeah. listen to a podcast or uh, or an online service or something i think it's good to use that time as well finding time in our day to to learn and grow yeah so another point i want to get across is i found it online where a lot of the headlines were um well article headlines were is the coronavirus a judgment from god and in the article it says many people believe so and i'm interested to find out who are these people who believe that this is a judgment for God. So I put it up on my Facebook uh, the other night and, it's, and I just put that question, is the coronavirus a judgment from God? No explanation or anything. And everybody who replied, everybody's, even non-Christian friends said, no, mm-hmm. it's not a judgment from God. So that's kind of in, you know fascinating, interesting, encouraging that people are not blaming God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does make you think, so where does the coronavirus fit in? with god why did god allow it it's these are the kind of question people are probably asking even non-believers are saying well if god's so good and why is he letting this happen and i think we can tie this back to adam and eve uh you know it's part of a fall one of the articles i've read says the judgment in the bible um i.e the plagues were all supernatural like they happened instantly um but scientists are saying that covid19 evolved from other viruses which is natural and not supernatural and that is a consequence of a fallen world so a lot of people are thinking oh maybe this disaster is from god is a judgment or it's a sign of the end times there's a lot of people speculating that and i do agree in some way we are in end times yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening yeah. now which is prophesied in the bible uh, but we've also got to look at before now there's been many many different plagues uh, you know, and viruses gone yeah. out throughout the earth and none of them has been a sign of end time. So what is there to say that COVID-19 is mm. the end of time? Um, but it isn't anything. So we can't just say, yep, end of time definitely coming. We're very, really close. And it's COVID-19 is from God. We, we can't really say that. It's all just part of a fallen world. That's what, that's what I'm thinking anyway. I'm not saying it's from God, uh, but God has definitely used this. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we've just, just... the coronavirus has allowed people to stop really and think and reflect on life. Even non-believers, they've started to turn to God. So even if it, you know, it wasn't a judgment from God, he's still using it to his advantage. You know, people are hmm. turning to God as a result of it. So yeah, I, I, I think ultimately we don't know. Yeah, we don't know whether this is from God or I. So. What I would say is that whether God sent it, I don't think he did, mm. but at the same time, I believe God is sovereign. Therefore, he's allowed it, whether we you know, whether we like it or not, he's allowed it. Because he could stop it if he wanted to. Yeah. He's all powerful, right? Yeah. So he's allowed it. But then you think back to someone like Job, who God allowed Satan to inflict all these things upon him. But it was one to test him, you know, test his faith. Um, but ultimately, God blessed him, and uh, it, it, I think I love that verse uh, at the end of the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter fifty. I think it's verse twenty, where his brothers come back to him, and obviously his brothers have mistreated him and have sold him as a slave, and then they come back after Joseph has come to power in Egypt, and he says to them, "What you did, you meant for evil, but God mm. meant it for mm. good." Yeah. 
So whatever this is, like Chloe just said, God is using it and there is good coming out of it. Yeah. And then obviously New Testament, Romans 8, 28, God uses all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose so that we made more into Christ's image. And it will refine us as Christians, like I say, refine us as a church, hopefully, to, to think what's important. Like maybe we were a bit apathetic. I, I think I was, and I think the church was like, oh, you know, we just go to church every Sunday and whatever. But now, you know, with all these thousands of people who have died across the world, you realize how important it is that we're right with Christ, mm. that our eternity is at stake. So mm. hopefully it'll, you know, give us that kick up the backside that we needed. Yeah, and I, I've seen it firsthand as well. We got some, we got a family friend who was, um, we wouldn't say was, you know, a believer or a Christian or anything like that, but um, he has been witnessed to, he has been told about Jesus and about God. And I think he's just parked it on the shelf, you know, put away, yeah, I know what, you know, I know about that. I'll come to that another time. And I think when we first went into lockdown, panic set in, and then he started reaching out and saying, you know, tell me more. I want to find out more. And I think he was really, really worried and panicked mm. about his own salvation. What happens if I do get coronavirus and die? Am I, am I going to the right place? Um, so he said, he, he said this in his prayer. Uh, he said he's become a Christian. Uh, we can only pray that he's actually meant that and he wasn't just doing it in a panic state. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, God's definitely using, you know, this uh, time to reach out to people again. So I put that question out on Facebook. Um, is this a judgment from God? And I'm going to give a shout out to some people who've given me some answers on Facebook. I didn't give any explanation. Um, so they probably thought it was me saying it is a judgment from God, but I'm not saying that at all. I just wanted raw answers from people. Um, he said, if you look in the Bible, there are always warnings before judgment. So people have an opportunity to repent. There is also a clear purpose behind these judgments as well. Uh, when God brings judgment, it's obvious. So the fact that we're even asking the question probably gives us the answer. So that's an interesting one. I've been reading, you know, the story of uh, Moses, and he's trying to get people out of Egypt, and God sends all these plagues, and he did it with warning, didn't yeah. he? He didn't just send them, yeah. he warned them, this is what's going to happen. Uh, so I can see where Alan's coming from mm. with that one. Uh, let's see. I like that point about as well of the... Um, from Neville, a hardly the act of a loving God. But then, in the Old you Testament, could argue, you could argue that yeah, those Old Testament yeah. judgments, like it's still the same God. Like, yeah, that's true. He's still, he's still loving. And then uh, Michael Woodington said, "I don't think God yeah. works that way since the Old Testament." Most people yeah, it's, it's, are saying no, aren't they? Everyone's saying no. Pretty much, yeah. I would have thought so. Yeah, and we got Howard Smith, and he more or less echoes what we were talking about earlier. It's uh, made the church move on. Um, and God, he said, I think God held it back. He held back the coronavirus. So if it, if it came out, you know, 10, 15, 20 years earlier, we wouldn't have had Zoom. We That's wouldn't have YouTube. Point. We wouldn't be able to do all these things online um, like we are now. So perhaps God had some say in it. He said, yes, this is going to happen, but I don't want it to happen now. The church is not ready for this yet. It's happened now. And yeah, we found a way around it. Laura Watkins sent me a video by John Lennox, but I haven't had time to watch that, but she agrees with John Lennox. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't agree with John Lennox? He's a very <laughs> yeah, difficult person say, to usually, argue with. Yeah, yeah usually we, we should agree with him, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd had conversations with, you know, the top atheists, and uh, yeah, even they can't answer him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we've had some uh, good conversations there about where God fits into that. And I hope that's answered uh, a lot of your questions about 
um, did this actually come from God? And if you've got any other thoughts, just feel free to pop on to our Facebook page. If you search the Good Grief podcast, look out for the blue logo and go on there. You can join the discussion on there. We can get one going. That'd be fantastic. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about lockdown is uh, funny stories um, from lockdown. And I know that Maze has a story from lockdown that he has to share. <laughs> Would you mind sharing that story? I think you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I've shared this a few times during <laughs> <laughs> these last few months. So I don't know how it wasn't. It wasn't long into lockdown. It was only a, a two or three weeks, I think, into it. And so we were having our Sunday night Zoom sort of meeting, like the young people from the church. So I'm just chatting with them and. It's a knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, it's weird, Sunday night, you know, who's knocking on my door Sunday night during lockdown? Um, I get to the door, it's like two high-vis jackets going, what the heck? So mm. I open the door, two police officers, and I'm going, right, what is going on? And he's like, right, puts his camera on, he's like, just to let you know we're recording this, being all serious. I was like, oh, flipping heck, like, <laughs> what have I done? Um so they're like we've been told that you've got people in your house obviously this is during the complete isolation period mm. so you couldn't have anyone in or out i was like mm, unless someone's broken in <laughs> then uh i didn't say that but, uh, that's what i thought I was like well I, I don't think there's anyone in here I'm, I'm clearly on zoom you can clearly see my friends are on the screen not in the house they came in they were like oh we gotta search the whole house they thought i was lying basically so they barged in went upstairs searched every room and then they were like oh yeah i think i think he was telling the truth so <laughs> they they left and then i thought oh that was bizarre five minutes later there's another knock and we go what have i done now <laughs> so they come back and basically it was the house behind me <laughs> Hat did have people over right but we've got a similar address but it's on a different street yeah so Sometimes I get the deliveries on whatever and I take them over. But this obviously was a mix-up of the worst kind. <laughs> that I've had the police search my whole house just because they went to the wrong address. So it was very annoying. I was quite annoyed for a while. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's fine. Nothing too bad happened. It only annoyed me because they were barging in, giving it a large one because I was breaking social distancing protocol that they thought... But then they came into my house and like didn't stay two meters away from me. And I was like, well, this really defeats the object of what you're trying to do. Yeah. So that that's what really riled me. <laughs> so that was definitely an interesting memory that I will always remember from this time is when the police searched my house. <laughs> I just remember reading your status when you put yeah. it up on Facebook. You put the first status up after the police left the first time. You said, oh, you know, the police just came in and searched the whole house. And we, we, we were all speculating in the comments then, saying, oh, maybe, they, you know, your neighbours could hear you on Zoom or you were playing your guitar or, or whatever. <laughs> and then about five minutes later, you go, oh, false alarm. <laughs> Wrong house. <laughs> yeah. I was in I, stitches. Yeah, the Facebook status got, was like the most reaction I've ever had, I think. <laughs> but um, I, I'm more surprised that my neighbours don't phone the police on me for playing piano like all day, every day. So, you know, if they're OK with that, then I'm sure they're pretty reasonable people that live either side of me. But I think it was someone yeah. like the, obviously on the other street. So uh, what a what an experience. 
I don't think any story can trump that, to be no. honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we were, having, we were talking last night before this, you know, when I was planning this podcast, I was like, what funny stories have we got from lockdown? We haven't got any. No. The only one I can come up with is that when we were doing the uh, clap for the NHS at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, it seemed to be a bit of a competition. Every time you go outside, yeah. who's got the loudest instrument? Yeah, well, people were banging saucepans, they had tambourines, all sorts of noise. Yeah, so I thought, right, I'm going to join in. I took my ta- um, my harmonica out. Oh. So I just played a harmonica as loud as I could. I can't even play the harmonica. Yeah, it was so out of tune. It was just noise. I was so <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> people were just looking at us. <laughs> and then you got that awkward moment then as well. Who's going to... F- finish first like when do we stop clapping who's gonna stop first and go in (laughs) yeah doesn't that feel like ages ago it does it feels like so long ago (laughs) well that is is literally about four or five months ago now because we didn't do it every week it was only lasted for four or five weeks didn't it i don't know can't remember because the person who started it decided right that's enough (laughs) and then I was reading articles on the BBC that uh, the hospitals are saying Thursday night they have an increase in people coming into A&E yeah. because people are out on their doorsteps, maybe climbing up on their walls to try and clap their hands or to be seen and people are tripping, falling, twisting ankles. And they were saying, you know, people are spending a lot of time in the house just sitting down, even getting up from a sofa. People are doing their backs in. <laughs> <laughs> so it just people weren't getting enough exercise. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the the irony of that, isn't it? Yeah. Like with the NHS, they were sending more people yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's going to bring an end to our discussion on lockdown. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I am doing a giveaway. Um, it's going to be a Good Grief Podcast T-shirt, and it's one of a kind. I've only had one of these made, so I want to give this away and uh, to make that person who wins it feel extra special for having a one of a kind T-shirt. So all you need to do to enter this competition is go over onto the Good Grief Podcast Facebook page. Now, you need to find the right page. You need to find the one with the blue logo with the headphones in the logo. Find that page, like the page, and I want you to like the post in there where you can see it says T-shirt giveaway, Good Grief Podcast T-shirt giveaway. Like that post, comment in there, and I also want you to head over onto um, Apple Podcast. Leave me a five-star rating and a little review, and then that will give you an extra um, entry into the competition. So there's two things you need to do. Go onto Facebook, like, well, three things. Like the page, like the post and comment on the post, and then head over onto Apple Podcast and leave a review and um, a five-star rating on there for an extra um, entry into the competition. And I think we will do the draw in about a month's time. So in about four weeks' time, we'll do a draw and we'll announce the winner live on the podcast. And maybe we'll even get the winner to come on the podcast. Just yeah, keep... that'd be good. So, yeah, we'll find out who's won and we'll just hear from them. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, head over onto our Facebook page. You know how to find it by now. Give us a like. Yeah, share the post as well. Tell everybody about the podcast. I think we've had a really good discussion today and I think it probably answers quite a lot of people's questions about where is God uh, during uh, the coronavirus. Is there anything else you want to say, Maze, before we finish up is anything happening with noise ministries um if you are looking just for some music to listen to head over to my facebook page maze m-e-i-z because obviously i've been doing loads of stuff over lockdown and i mean hopefully they'll start because what i was thinking was obviously we're not allowed to sing together 
mm. in churches at the minute. So I think maybe this is the perfect time to get a music ministry into your church that you can have someone sing over you and sing about God and you can enjoy the music without having to feel like you want to join in. So this might be a really good opportunity for some music ministry. So if I'm out and about, if you're listening, then please come and, and uh, join in. It'll be really good. So um, we'll have to wait and see about that, though. But my aim is to get singing again as soon as possible. So hopefully I'll see some of you around. Uh, brilliant. Anything else you want to say, Chloe? No. No, you're all good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, thank you for listening. And we, well, the next episode will be out in about two weeks' time. And we're hearing from someone very special. So listen out for that. Look out for it on Facebook. And until then, I've been Matt Bayliss. I've been Chloe Jade. I've been Maze. And you've been listening to The Good Grief Podcast. This is The Good Grief Podcast, bringing you all things good.